When I was on my book tour in 2018, I was looking at a picture of my family and I realized something. I have a saying that life can be understood backward but must be lived forward. And I was looking at that picture and I realized that for the first time in five generations, children in my family, my grandchildren are being raised by their mother and their father. Granny, mom, me, and my son didn't have that because of residential school. You may recognize that voice. That's residential school survivor Phyllis Webstad. Of course, it was her story about wearing a brand new orange shirt to a residential school in BC in 1973 that she would never see again that turned into Orange Shirt Day. Her experience was the creation of why we're wearing orange shirts today. As an adult, she also founded the Orange Shirt Society to raise awareness about the lasting effects of residential schools. One of the topics covered today on the Chorus Radio Network was how Métis people have been primarily left out of the discussion around residential schools in this country. 990 CHML Hamilton host Rick Zamprin spoke with Hank Rowlandson, who's chair of the Métis Nation of Ontario on Good Morning Hamilton today. Hank Rowlandson is our next guest. Hank is the chair of the Métis Nation of Ontario, and he joins us now. Hank, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you, Rick? I'm great. How does, or maybe what does, National Day for Truth and Reconciliation mean to you? When you reflect on this day, what comes to mind? I think you hit the nail right on the head. It's about listening and learning. Uh, It's an opportunity for all Canadians to consider what each of us can do to advance reconciliation with Indigenous people and to recommit understanding the truth of our shared history. You know, this is a day that honors the lost children and survivors of residential schools, their families and communities. So a public uh, commemoration of the tragic and painful history is an ongoing uh, impact of residential schools, uh, which is a vital component of the reconciliation process. Is it, I'm not, I'm not sure if comforting is the word to use, but I'll, I'll use it. Is it comforting to know that more Canadians are listening and learning through this process? I'm going to be quite honest. From my perspective, yes. Uh, I'll give you a prime example. Is uh, Not too long ago, my uh, daughter wrote an essay uh, on residential school. She uh, was in a Catholic school, and... Uh, was given a failing grade because the teacher didn't believe that this actually happened until uh, the federal government offered their apology. Uh, she then apologized to my daughter and regraded her essay. But this is a teacher in our school system that had no clue about the residential schools. So uh, again, talking and learning about residential schools, that it did happen. It did affect people, uh, you know, their, their parents, their grandparents, and the inner general uh, generational trauma that it's uh, created uh, for Aboriginal people across uh, Canada is uh, something that people really need to do. When it comes to Canada's residential school system, not much has been made, at least I haven't heard a lot of, of how Métis people were impacted. What, what can you tell us? Well, uh, the Métis experience of residential schools has long been misunderstood or ignored. However, it is indisputable that countless Métis children attended residential schools. Uh, and there was actually residential schools that, that were built specifically for Métis children. An example of that would be Villa uh, uh, Lacrosse in Alberta. And, you know, especially here in Ontario too, because they weren't part of the federal system, uh, a lot of our uh, Métis children went to uh, residential schools that were run by the provincial government. 
Well, there's there's no doubt about it. Métis people are resilient. I think that's a word that comes to mind. Yes, very resilient. And, uh, you know, we're working with other uh, Aboriginal people throughout Canada with all levels of government to try to uh, make sure that the Métis are uh, included in the discussions. You know, they may not be as uh, widely impacted as uh, the First Nation were with regard to numbers, but they definitely attended and they definitely were impacted. Um, it wasn't too long ago that Pope Francis was uh, here in Canada and uh, offered an apology for the Catholic Church's role in Canada's residential school system. What that, what did that apology mean to you, and, and how do we move forward? Uh, we uh, we sent a delegation to, uh, to Alberta for the papal visit, um, and they were either residential school survivors or descendants of residential school survivors. And the Pope's apology uh, will mean different things to each survivor. Uh, you know, to me, I want to see uh, what comes out of the apology. I know the Pope made some promises, some recommendations, and uh, uh, I, I will, I guess I, I, I'm waiting to see what happens. Uh, an apology is an apology, but without action, it means nothing. But like I said, uh, each individual survivor Maybe that's all they needed was the apology, the recognition that it happened, the uh, Catholic Church taking responsibility, and it may be their uh, first opportunity to start healing. What kind of action would you like to see? Well, definitely uh, from a uh, Canadian government perspective anyways, uh, immediately implement the remaining TRC calls to action. Uh, with particular attention to volume four of the final report. Uh, from a Métis perspective, commit uh, to a pro uh, process of engaging Métis governments across uh, Canada to ensure the Métis experience with, uh, within the residential boarding and day school is finally told and addressed. Um, you know, fully implement Jordan's principle. Uh, you know, they've, they've started, uh, this is the second year of and reconciliation. So they started the national holiday, which is good because, like I said, it uh, creates awareness and education around the residential school system and the atrocities that it's caused. Uh, but I, I think we should be talking about it year round, just not on September 30th. Absolutely. I've always said there there can be a lot more done in this regard. And and why not start in school and, and teach kids when they're young about what has happened and how it's impacted so many people? Exactly. And it's all about education. And uh, like I said, I know when I went to grade school and high school, it definitely wasn't in the curriculum that uh, I was taught. Same here. And that's unfortunate. We really have to change that narrative. Hank, really appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll continue to listen and continue to learn as well. Thank you, Rick. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you for your time.